I'm glad you like my professional setup. Yeah, no, it's great. This this chair feels like, you know, sitting on school bleachers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to buy a cushion or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Movies That Rock, the podcast, a rock and roll journey through cinema. I'm your host, Josh Fitzgerald, and today I have a special guest, Gigi Todaro. She created the lovely theme music for the podcast. I did, and it took me a whopping two hours to make that kind of, but not really, like a little less than two hours. It was it was definitely a flash uh, flash uh, project. Yeah, it was fun. We FaceTimed while you were making it. Yeah, we did. It was pretty great. Yeah, it was fun. I asked him what he was looking for in a song, and he came up with a few different things. So then I ignored everything he said and made up something completely different. That <laughs> and was it worked way beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. The one I, I actually have one that I made too. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I put like a backwards bass line and everything. I'm actually gonna edit into right here the original theme song that I made, and it's oh, gonna yes. cut into a speaking, and then it's gonna come back right about. <laughs> So I hope you guys like the theme song. <laughs> that 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 was the one that he sent me after I sent him the one I did, and yeah, it was. We can see why we went a different route. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a trial thing. Yeah, I like the organ at the end. It's my favorite. Yeah, part. no, the organ was really cool. Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have any feedback on my theme song, let me know. I have an email address for the podcast. Oh, come on. You're just asking for people to bully. Yeah. I'm fine with it. They control <laughs> all they they want. I don't care. Um, Gigi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and why are you here? So interestingly enough, he asked me this question last night. <laughs> and I'm not sure if we're going to actually play this. but I so, could edit that moment in as well. I think you should because it is hilarious. I was so out of it. He asked me this question. There is a good... Seven, eight minute to thirteen minute pause, and then I just Roughly, whisp. Yeah. Then I whisper, nothing. <laughs> it wasn't actually. I think the word he used was no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go that route this time because I feel like being a two dimensional character is enough being a queer woman that, you know, I don't have to do it on a podcast, too. That's true. <laughs> so That's I will true. tell you a little bit about myself now that I'm, you know, coherent. In a place to do so. Yeah, you know, eloquently. So anyways, um, a little bit about myself. Um, I decided that I really wanted to, you know, live check by check and miserably. So I became a teacher. Um, and I love teaching. It's so much fun. Um I'm looking She's for not a, the only teacher here, too, by the way. Yeah, you're a teacher, too. You must, you know, be a real masochist yourself. Mm, I mean, first like that. being a teacher, now this podcast. I mean, <laughs> what am I doing to myself? It's pretty great. And then having me as your first official guest. 
Wow. wow I really need to reevaluate my life choices, don't I? You really do. Because <laughs> it is going great. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, it's hot as balls in here. Can you feel the fan okay, or do you want no, to No, I cannot feel the you? fan at all. You keep, Okay, um, you keep introducing yourself. I'm going to turn the fan towards you. It is so hot in here. And I... I was getting ready. I was putting on my makeup and stuff like that. And as I was putting on my makeup, it was just dripping down my face. <laughs> and I just I just gave up halfway through it. So right. I'm, yeah. It, it, it's pretty great. I look like a Sears model. There's going to be a picture that goes with this episode when we're done. So you'll yeah, get there to will. see everything in its full glory. I'll probably the put sweat. one on my Instagram too. We're actually mm-hmm. live streaming on my Instagram We are live right streaming. Now. By the time this drops, nobody will know. There's like, huh, there's like five people who are on right now. Yeah, they're writing stuff. I can't <laughs> read it from here, but. How long have we known each other? Um, So your brother and I have been best friends since fifth grade. Yeah. And, and there will be several episodes that include the three of us in it. Once oh. Kelly gets back home, there will be many, many installments of Gigi, Kelly, and myself. This would be a treat because his brother has such a silver tongue, that one. Yes, he really He does. is wonderful. <laughs> it's true. He says the weirdest shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. And it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he comes up with it in like nanoseconds. Exactly. Like, oh, the recall on that kid. <laughs> It's amazing. It's great. Um, but anyways, getting back to me because that's what we're all here to talk about. Correct. I mean, let's be real here. I do teaching stuff, which is, you know, cool. The students are really dope. And, you know, we have a lot of fun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a demi teacher though. I should specify that. We talked about this yesterday. I'm a demi adult. I'm a demi human, you know. Not De- a demisexual like demi though. I'm demi more. Yeah. But anyway, I've known Gigi for about 25 years yeah and we know about 20 years because you were in fifth grade with my brother yeah so yeah it is like 20 years but we didn't start hanging out till like high school right well i was in high school you were no i was a senior when you were a freshman yeah but we didn't really talk then right i was just like although like gotta be real you didn't talk to too many people at that point i yeah no you're quite a different person i was a very different person you could say Mm -hmm. um yeah i was very into marilyn manson Mm -hmm. nine inch nails and nails and um now you've got your own nine inch nails yeah i can't wait to get these off to be honest um yeah you tried to play piano yesterday it was was the worst it was the worst (laughs) i can't do it so in our I, for our first episode, we went last night to see the 50th anniversary screening of Yellow Submarine, which is with the Beatles. And um, before we get into the movie itself, let's talk about the Beatles. Tell me your thoughts on the Beatles. Well, is it still plural? I think there's only one left. No, there's two. Paul and Ringo are still kicking. Yeah, but Ringo doesn't really count. Yes, he does. He's, he's he's barely doing anything. He's touring the world. <laughs> well, Paul is mind. too. They both are together. They should. They. I, I don't know how their relationship is right now. It's been what fifty years. I think they can like put shit aside. They could probably set to yeah. make like a few trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just wait did, for a uh, wings reunion like instead. Right. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to preface by saying I know very little about the Beatles. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't even know that a Beatles movie existed Let until five of them. <laughs> last night. There's five? Yeah. 
You've got here. I'll go through them. There's a hard yeah. day's night. Help. It sounds like a porn. The first it one. It kind of. It's a little bit. Okay. Um, help. That sounds like the sequel to the porn. It, it, yeah. There's a Magical Mystery Tour, Yell right. Submarine, and Let It Be, which I don't know if it ever came out. What do, What is Let It Be about? It's a documentary about them recording the album, and it's basically like two, th- two to three hours of them yelling at each other and arguing and trying to make this album with cameras down their throats. I've never seen it, but... Yeah, I'm surprised that one really didn't depressing. catch on. It sounds like I it know. Would. I know. Maybe MTV right? will pick it up and make it into a reality series. <laughs> but yeah, we went to see Yellow Submarine last night. What are your thoughts on the on just the Beatles in general? Like, do you like them? Well, I love the Beatles. I think they're one of the most influential rock groups. Mm-hmm. Of I mean, not even just rock. I mean, they dipped into so many genres, and mm-hmm. they were just great. I mean, it's sad that they broke up but i'm pretty sure it would have just turned into some bullshit anyways if they would have kept going can you imagine like them going through that 80 80 synth phase (laughs) like paul's 80s albums are all like that are they i've never listened i'm gonna (laughs) have to lend them to you because they're all super synthy only musician i've listened to outside of the beatles that was in the beatles is john lennon and i really yeah Mm. i really loved his solo stuff um i'm i have to be honest i'm a little lukewarm towards his solo music really yeah his first album's wonderful and he has a lot like he there's a handful of songs on every album that i really like Mm -hmm. but i think as as a whole it kind of leaves me a little cold i don't know it's just i actually get ready world i actually prefer yoko ono's albums solo albums to john lennon's i know i don't know if you've ever heard any of them but yeah i don't i know that they. i think i think you no. i think you would like them because you like like really edgy shit I'm and super weird edgy yeah obviously <laughs> it's a reflection super of your personality edgy. yeah i'm gonna lend you those too okay they're really i think you would enjoy them you just have to let me know if you want them on vinyl or cd because i have them on both <laughs> that sounded so um stupid dorky yeah <laughs> so do you want to listen to them on vinyl or <laughs> Do you want to just, you know, disc. just like, you know, ruin it by listening to them on fucking digital? I'm not a vinyl <laughs> snob. I actually no? have, I have as many CDs as I have records. And I don't listen to my records much because they're, it's kind of a pain. Yeah, my record it. players on top of my um, dresser, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like a tall dresser. And I, I'm honestly just not that tall to reach the top. Yeah. I don't know why I put it up there because it was the only place to put it. But but you have a wonderful collection, though. I do have a wonderful collection. I just don't listen because mm. I can't reach the top shelf. <laughs> that makes sense. I wouldn't either. Mine are accessible, and I don't really listen to them that much either. Bring this record player to this uh, party. Right. <laughs> with all my records, you know. And then I'll flip so... it every 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Especially if you're playing video games and you're listening to records and all of a sudden it stops. And you just have that like urge where you're just like, you can't stand that silence because mm-hmm. you turn the video game volume down all the way. And then you're just like stuck with silence and you're just like, I have to change it. She calls me a dork and she's talking about video game problems. Listen, <laughs> this is this is 2018 and nerd culture <laughs> is an all time high. You know what the highest That's grossing true. movies are? Marvel movies, mm-hmm. which Wars. are comic books. Yeah, yep. Star Wars, sci-fi. Yeah. So don't give me your shit because... <laughs> You know, we're at the epitome of nerd culture being the epitome, epicenter, (laughs) epicenter. Oh, my God. And I'm an English teacher, but not really. Kind of. 
Me English good. What were we talking about? Oh, th- what you like about the Beatles? Yeah. Clearly, there was much because we changed topics. We changed the right. We went <laughs> off on a tangent. Yeah. No, I love the Beatles. My favorite album is the White Album. My favorite songs off of Magical too. Mystery Tour, which is uh, The Fool on the Hill. Can you I, give us a top three or five Beatles um, songs? I'll do top three because I don't know if I can remember the names of all top five. Okay. Okay. So Fool on the Hill is obviously number one. It should be everyone's number one. If it's not. <laughs> and it's not mine. I, I don't know. Like I'm not, sorry. Number one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'll I'm get sorry. into mine in a minute. I'm sorry you have cauliflower ears from boxing, okay? <laughs> and you can't hear the majesty of the song. Um, so that's my number one. Number two is Eleanor Rigby because Ooh, it's such it a beautiful story. Yeah. I don't remember what I said yesterday. <laughs> and yesterday then, it was Blackbird. Oh. Yeah. But it was interesting because having seen that heavily featured in the movie, yeah. it might have changed. I'm just, philo- I'm just theorizing. Yeah, theorize about my taste. <laughs> I, I do that, too, and I'm going to be honest. There was no answer. That's, yeah. It's like a giant enigma. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Anyway, Eleanor Rigby. Keep going. Eleanor Rigby. And then the third, I, I guess I'll say Blackbird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I remember now. I took Helter Skelter off from yesterday. Oh, okay. All three of your songs are Paul McCartney songs, which surprises me. Yeah. I mean, so I really love, like, you know... At, um, what is it? All you need is love, and mm-hmm. you know I love Harrison 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 Ford. Yeah, I, I like Harrison him too. <laughs> <laughs> I love George Harrison's "Here Comes the Sun," but I don't know. Paul just writes sadder shit, so I like it. And happier shit at the same time. Well, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Like I think John has is more in touch with his own feelings, whereas Paul projects his on other characters and, yes. and people that he writes about. You know exactly. It's just kind of their style. My oh god, what, my top three. Nobody asked. <laughs> um, I don't even what are my my top three are probably Strawberry Fields, um, Dear Prudence, and uh, oh god, that's hard. Don't ask the questions if you don't know the answers I know. yourself. I had to prepare. <laughs> Well, you've had like years to prepare. To I know. Well, it changes all the time. I'm going to have to say. Clearly mine, dude. <laughs> I'm going to have to say A Day in the Life. That's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I might put that one in there. Mm. We'll make it a top five. Four is House of Scouts. Five is Day in the Life. Sure. Yeah. So I, I don't think the Beatles need much introduction. Everybody knows them. The even the, even when people hate them, we tell <laughs> about the, your friend last night that you invited out. I don't know if he'll want me to tell. Oh, that's oh. true. No, no, he'll tell. He seemed to be very adamant about his distaste for the Beatles, yeah, which I think so is hilarious. My friend Colin lives around here. You didn't have to put his name. <laughs> 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 so my friend Colin lives around here. What's his social security number? Um. So my friend Colin, <laughs> um, my friend, time. I asked him if he wanted to go, and he first he said five dollars is too expensive, <laughs> and then I asked him. No, I think he asked you what the movie was. Oh, right? yeah. And then I told him Yellow Submarine, and then he said he doesn't like Yellow Submarine. Well, he doesn't like the Beatles, like, at all. <laughs> so then I had him listen to Helter Skelter, but then he said it was okay. But he still doesn't like the, the best, Beatles. Well, the best part of that whole conversation I don't really remember was it. when he said, <laughs> you said something like, what do you mean you don't like the Beatles? And he wrote back, they're not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, your opinion is a subjective thing, but... It's almost like saying that Magic Johnson was a shitty basketball player. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Was, 
Is that a real name? You don't know who Magic Johnson is? No. It would be like saying Usain Bolt sucks at running. You don't know who these people are. No, you're you're doing. It's sports. saying Venus and Serena Williams suck at tennis. Oh, I love them. Yeah, that would that's what it would be like saying. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure some people would agree, but those people are wrong because they have I enough mean, variety, and they they influence pretty much every single musician that's gone on after them in some way or another. Even if they claim they don't like them, yeah, I think in some way they've had an influence on them. Says you. Yeah, probably says most of the world well, <laughs> I mean at friend, one point most of the world everybody thought has the their world was flat so well yeah that's fair Yellow Submarine came out in 1968 so it's 50 years old and it's an animated movie because the Beatles didn't want to they had made two movies and they hated making both of those movies they hated the experience which were those two movies that came out they first? were the pornos oh Hard Day's Life and yes or Health <laughs> Health yes yeah <laughs> yeah um, and they hated making them, so they're like, just make it a cartoon. And they had like a cartoon TV show. And then they watched the movie, they loved it, and they oh, wanted really? to do the, the, so they decided to do the um, ending. the ending, yeah, which is kind of funny. So the movie is basically about the Pepperland, and it's like a joyful, idyllic place where everybody's happy and music is like a really important thing. Get and, it? Sergeant Peppers? Pepperland? Yeah, that's, Get it? That's the house band. Huh. Of for Pepperland, and then these bl- then the blue meanies come and they take blue over. <laughs> they come and they take over, and they basically infiltrate the whole city of Pepperland, and destroy their joy, destroy their music. They capture Sarge of Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and so they send the captain up to find the Beatles. They didn't really have to do shit to do it though. They just put them in a bubble. Yeah, and the bubble hardened because the bu- they didn't right. try to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They didn't try very hard. Right. No, they didn't. <laughs> Literally, the bubble fell on them while they were playing music. Right. And instead of like, you know, doing what a normal person would do and stopping from playing music and being like, well, there's a giant bubble. Maybe we should, you know, move five feet. <laughs> they well, decided yeah, you, to well, keep the, playing. Okay, here's my argument. How can you move if there's if you're they're on this huge, tall, like monolithic platform with a stage that's probably the size of this table, they'd have to like jump down. They'd probably get killed instead of just being caught in stasis in this bubble. You see what I mean? They would die in the bubble, anyways. <laughs> More slow, painful death, which is what the meanies wanted. Yes, they would, they want them to resort to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. But what they couldn't move though, they couldn't resort to anything except like mummification. Oh yeah. They would have starved. Mm-hmm. So the be- they they went to get the Beatles because they're the, the doppelgangers, Sergeant Pepper's doppelgangers. Clearly. And they they hired the Yellow Submarine public transportation system to come and find them and go on these crazy adventures in the sea of holes and monsters and time and all that stuff. And it's like a super trippy, very trippy psychedelic movie. Before I, I talk about my feelings... What did you? Th- what was your overall general opinion of the movie? Well, now that I've had some time to let it sit and fester and boil, I kind of liked it. I mean, it's mm. not something I would just like be like, "Yo, let's go see this movie." This movie's like, you know, ballin. I would yeah. not say that about this movie. Ballin's not a word I would use to describe it either. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, it's an art film, really. It definitely is an art film, um, similar to, I guess it would be The Wall, maybe. I yeah. haven't seen The it's Wall. It's like The Wall for kids. But 
Is it for the kids though? No. Oh, so, you mean Elsa Marie? Yes. But, mm, maybe not for kids, but a kid-friendly wall. Yeah, I. This is actually. This could just be a, either a reflection of my not having seen a lot of rock movies, or just like having nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But this is number three on my top three rock movies. I will say that since I've never seen a rock movie, this is my number one pick. There you go. And it's also well, I'd argue my that you've seen two. Pick. What? What's the other one? We we went to see Head. Oh, I love. Okay, so let me let me talk about that for a second. Head was an amazing movie. It, <laughs> it it's by the Monkees, and it is just wonderful. That could be called Ballin'. That I would definitely use Ballin'. As a word for the Monkeys movie. Yeah, no, that Monkeys movie was so dope. I loved every second of it. This movie, it was all right. Some of the animation made me feel a little queasy. Did not like that giant, um, the, the, the queer character. Yeah, she character. had issues with the, well, there's a couple arguably queer characters. But the, she, the, the she big She had queer. an issue with the, <laughs> the, with, the, with the chief, yeah, the queen, the chief blue meanie, who was a very histrionic, screamy character. I did not enjoy it. it the character made me feel uncomfortable at points. Mm-hmm. Like they would say yes, and the character would get very upset. <laughs> then, like she would like get off, or they, they would would they the probably yeah. We'll use um, non-binary pronouns okay. for them since okay. we do not. All know the, I think for they sure. could go for all the blue meanies. We're probably gender neutral. Yeah, so we'll we'll use they for them. Mm-hmm. We want to be respectful. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but then as soon as they said, like, no, it was like they had an orgasm, and it was so Yeah, because they're evil. They have hearts of stone. That's why they turned all the citizens of Pepperland into stone. Yeah, I didn't follow that when I first watched it, mm-hmm. but now I see it, and it was for, still, it's weird seeing an, a cartoon character orgasm to the sound no. That's I not, true. He literally was like, <laughs> Yeah, it made yeah. me so uncomfortable. It like I'm not one for hentai as it is, so mm. watching that made me feel a little uncomfortable. Right. I liked his his sidekick. Yeah, he was he was kind of a cute. cutie patootie. The lover. Yeah. <laughs> Guy lover. Lombardo. What does that even mean? It's the name of a musician. Oh really? Yeah. But yeah, I I I, I always enjoy watching. I've seen it zillions of times. So how has um, your perspective of it changed from when you saw it when you were younger to how you um, view it now as an adult? Well, I guess now as an adult, I there's two flaws that stood out to me watching it this time, that last night when we watched it. The first issue I kind of had was in the opening scene, as beautiful as the illustrations and the animation was, I don't think it needed to be that long of a prologue to set up a plot that, that was inconsequential. And at least in my opinion, the plot was a little dippy. And also in that same vein, the scenes that took place in Pepperland were not as effective for me as the rest of the movie, which was more abstract and more surreal and more fun, more lively, more colorful, more imaginative. I thought the whole thing with the Blue Meanies, is, it was fun, but I think at times they tried to make it too plot heavy and it really didn't... It didn't add much to the movie. It was it kind of slowed down in the Pepperland scenes, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely felt that them trying to defeat the Blue Meanies became like mm-hmm. a subplot for the adventure. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, 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 I always find it eye popping and fun to watch the animation because it was it was kind of if you think of like in the '60s, they were like Disney was still kind of it. I will say the one, um, one scene in Pepperland that I did like 
It was right after the Beatles landed there to save them. And they have the, the, the six men who walk by to make the rainbow as they enter Pepperland. Oh, yeah, I like them. That was cool. And then how it kind of went to, it showed all the citizens of Pepperland after they had been turned to stone. Mm-hmm. And it panned around and you saw all their sad faces, all the joy had been sucked out of them. And then there's that butterfly that goes through and flies around all of them. And as it lands on on various citizens, they light up a little bit. It was kind of neat because it was around the time that Vietnam was a big thing. And that was sort of a stand-in for Vietnam in a way, I thought. Yeah. If a little heavy-handed later on, but that that moment, I thought, was pretty well done. Definitely. And the the guy, the chompy guy, comes and eats her pinwheel and marches away. And then you saw the the single teardrop falls down her face. Was it that finger thing? Oh, the glove? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, what was up with that finger bang? What, it would, the finger it, blaster. Yeah, the finger blaster. Like, what was the deal with that thing? He tried. He was basically fingering the entire city of Pepperland. But not in a good way. It was like no. missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, I caught a lot more jokes now that I'm older than I did when I was a kid. Although it's hard, it was kind of hard to understand some of the dialogue because of the thick a- accents and also the, the theater that we saw it in the sound system was not great. Like, yeah, it, it, it muddled the sound a lot. And it made the music sound really weird because it was quote. It's a, they said it was surround sound and it was literally surround sound. Even it was an opera house, so there were speakers in the balcony. A bass was playing from behind you. It was weird. I didn't, I didn't think that served the movie very well. I have no idea what else to base it on since this was the only time I've seen the film. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a good experience or not. It was definitely a very interesting experience that mm-hmm. I enjoyed thoroughly. But I don't know. I have I have no nothing to say on the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just kind of what I noticed, and it, it was it was hard to hear what the characters were saying a lot of times. Um, one character I did love, of course, was Jeremy the boob. Yeah, the only one with the name we can remember. He had like four names. Yeah. What did he? Yeah, cause he gave out those cards with all his different names, like Hillary, oh. and all of that, and so he didn't really have one official name. They kind of just were calling him Jeremy. I think Jeremy should be an LGBTQ icon. He has all the makings of one. Oh, yeah. I think he, he belongs up there. With the Babadook, with the Babadook and yep. Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got that sophistication and the makeup. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could say that. And he well, clearly had a thing for the Chief Blue Meanie. I mean, who didn't? Right. They, were, they started macking it at the end. Yeah. I like saw that and I was like, mm-hmm. I was so confused what was going on. <laughs> We talked about the blue, the the person you hated as well, kind chief of being meanie? one. Yeah, the chief meanie. I was not a fan of the chief meanie. I did not like their outfit. I did not like their reactions to things. Mm-hmm. It was very distraughtful to me. It was very over the top, but yeah, I don't think I was supposed to like that character. So yeah. I feel like they did what they had to do. Right. So the the music. What were your thoughts on the soundtrack? Um, so let's go straight to the controversial one okay. and say, I really hate that dog song. What is it you hate about it? I didn't like the music. <laughs> like musically, I felt it was, I don't really like that type of rock, hmm. I guess you could say. And it was, it's just a very generic rock and the song was repetitive to me. I, honestly, it was my first time hearing it and I just did not I think- enjoy that song. 
there's I will defend it in two ways. I, I, I think the riff is one of their best riffs. I mean, like we said earlier, you're entitled to your opinion right. whether or not it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just defending it's it wrong. from my from my perspective. I buried Paul. <laughs> Keep going. Um also I, to me that song it, when I hear that song it's all about the bass line and there was no bass last night. I was kept waiting for it to come in. I'm like, where's the bass line? That's that's like the song right there. So that's probably why I hated it then because you know it's all about that bass. Mm-hmm. No trouble. So John's your favorite Beatle, right? He is. And um, he's the one who wrote that song. And all the all the ones that you love are Paul songs. <laughs> Interesting irony. You can love someone and still hate shit that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at my family. They still love me. They hate the shit I do. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't get into. That would be too long of a podcast. Right. And there would be so way too many guests wanting to talk about there that. There you go. Yeah. So the song uh, Yellow Submarine, I mean, I'm fine with it. It came out before the movie did. They just took it to make the movie, I think. I like that song. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah, it's, it's Very fun. childish. Yeah. The next one, uh, let's say I'm going through. So I have it open right now, the list of not just the album, but the list of all the songs in the soundtrack. And then the next one, the next one m- might be my favorite sequence in the movie, and it was Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved how they mixed uh, real um, film with yeah, it was, animation. Yeah, it was kind of a mix of... of Multi, fi- multimedia. Yeah, it was real real powerful imagery in that one. It really... I find it wrenching every time I see it. Yeah. You know? It was a great illustration of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That, that, in, that little moment in and of itself was kind of a piece of art, I thought. Mm-hmm. That could... Just be lifted from You could definitely mm-hmm. watch each individual song sequence by itself as a music video and mm-hmm. you'd be all right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, sometimes I would say prefer that and then just skip out the the story. Sure. I think it might <laughs> yeah. have worked better as like a Fantasia kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Rather than trying to do a plot. Because, I mean, there were it was fun. The plot was fun to a degree, but it might have been better still if it was just like a, like a I don't know, a medley of videos yeah yeah i definitely agree and then all together now which was fun i mean it's it's kind of a throw i have no feelings towards that song really yeah i mean it is what it is Mm -hmm. it's there yeah it's fun when i'm 64 people okay what do you like that song i don't even remember that song you do know the song though right when i'm 64 can you play you still yeah oh is that the one where they were getting older yeah oh okay let me, you know what? Let me open my Beatles playlist. Open your second. Beatles playlist. Well, that way we can hear it while we talk about it. Obviously. Right. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Yeah, this one's fun. I like this. People hate this song, though. And people are like, it ruined Sgt. Pepper. And all this and that. Sure. Yeah, it's a fun song. Who wrote this one? This was Paul. Will you still need me? He's usually Will the one who has kind of the more lighthearted kind of music. Yeah. So yeah, that was that one. We won't listen to the whole song. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I mean, no, it's like a masterpiece. Yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> Every single thing they've done is a masterpiece. Clearly. Everything. Um, what do you think about only a northern song? Play it. 
Okay, let me find it. So that was just to refresh while I find it. That was the scene right after where they were. It was like the squares, the boxes with their faces in it, and the electricity. Oh, I like it. This is it right here. This one's a George jam. It's all right. Gets real trippy with the sound effects in a second. So yeah, that's that one. This I is, love. Hmm? This is honestly one of the few albums. I know it's an EP, but you know, yeah. well, I don't really it listen isn't to it. Isn't. Yeah, I, most people don't just because they forget about it. It's forgettable. And then they meet Jeremy and they sing Nowhere Man, which I love. Yeah, that's a cool song. It's a wonderful song. I don't really think we need to hear it again. I like the, the all the rainbows in that sequence, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty fucking gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And the next one is my other favorite, hmm. which was Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I love that whole video. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect anything less from a song about LSD. So Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, fully went into it hoping for that it, it delivered yeah it totally delivered mm-hmm. like dominoes yeah. on time. it was kind of a weird contrast from the rest of the movie that it was like the rotoscopic animation yes mm-hmm. i enjoyed that a lot yeah and the colors kept shifting and very fluid like and then next of course is sergeant pepper's only hearts club band which is a dope ass song it's as close as you get to like a rager as you're gonna oh, get yeah i mean that's what brought those citizens back to life it did. Totes, yeah. Totes my goats. Yeah. And then All You Need Is Love, of course. We talked about that a little bit. It's a great song that John wrote. Yeah, it is. And then the next one is our little schism here is Hey Bulldog. Which you're he's, which you're he's playing like, it. I'm playing it. See, I love the bass. That bass is pretty, it's pretty sick, I gotta say. I am the walrus. They did the same thing. Except that was, um, what's the word? Good? That was the one song that I thought the animation didn't quite, thought it was a little boring with them and the piano. You think? Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. it was my least favorite sequence out of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That includes the blue bot blob having an orgasm (laughs) and then the last one was it's all too much which they played right at the end and um, i thought they could have picked a better song to finish it off with well i think they just had it lying around 
and um, they needed something to do with it. Like it's they put it on. There's a reason it was lying around. Right. If something's lying around like that, just, just see. I like I like the song a lot. Actually. This is another George song. I think I like the production on it. I think it's really, it has a lot of cool little effects. The hand claps and stuff. That's pretty neat. I like it better now that I'm hearing it again. Yeah. The only problem with it is it's like six minutes long. It's like a Hey Jude thing, but they oh, just repeat yeah. the ending and over and over and over again until it fades out. I think that that's all for the song sequences on the on the whole movie. The album was weird because, like I said, it was like an EP. Yeah. But they put it out as an album, and side two was just the orchestral soundtrack that George Martin did. I'm going to be honest, that movie just like kept going at certain points mm-hmm. and you just wanted it to stop. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this movie could have ended like 20 minutes ago. It's kind of like when you watch, you know, Lord of the Rings and you're like, the name of the The wizard. whole entire Lord of the Rings franchise needs to, like, it goes on and on what's and his, on. What's his name? The the wizard, the one who's, who's played by the beautiful um, um, Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Yeah. Gandalf? Gandalf, yeah, Gandalf the Grey. He rides the that fucking falcon. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck didn't they just ride the falcon to the volcano? Right. right. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you could have ended it, but you're just not. And mm-hmm. I'm super pissed at you. Well, and that I think, too, that's also a symptom of the plot. Them having yeah. to try and shoehorn a plot and that it really didn't need it. No. You know? They could have just done random shit and people would be like, okay. Because back then, everyone was so right. popped up well, on the best, drugs. And the best scenes in the movie are the ones that don't forward the narrative. Exactly. Like, that's, that's all they should have done. So, interestingly, the Beatles did not do their own voices. Yeah, you told me that last night. Could have fooled me. It's not, mm-hmm. Although it did sound kind of like um, vultures from The Jungle Book. <laughs> I, have, I have not seen The Jungle Book in probably close to 30 years. Don't they all, like, do the, the voices of the Beatles as them? Look up The Jungle Book. They do oh like in the movie they do the Beatles yeah yeah oh. they do, they like do like um, Beatles impressions because the one sounded just like Ringo. Okay oh yeah you're right because apparently they wanted the Beatles to actually be in the movie like do voices oh, okay. and they they didn't do it huh I I should watch it again I have not it's I don't even remember much I remember like the bare necessities and that's the bare necessities it. of the song yeah of the movie of the movie yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought they did a really good job with that. It was nice to see the real people at at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was cool. Who's the hottest beetle? None of them no. are hot. Um, I don't Cute. know. Last, last night I think I s- Paul's the closest. Last night I said John, but John is not attractive. Not um, really. I'm going to go with George. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're probably right. Paul was cute, but George was a little bit more. No, I didn't like Paul. Intense. Yeah. Yeah, I think the movie's a lot of fun. Um, it mostly holds up. Like I said, there's some things that, that they could have probably left on the cutting room floor or rethought yeah. about a little bit. Overall, the movie, I would say it's something I would see, mm-hmm. and I suggest everyone see that's mm-hmm. into that sort of thing. But you don't have to see it more than twice. Like me. Hundreds upon hundreds. I mean, well, here's here's if my you're history. Really with... into mm-hmm. the Beatles and stuff like that. Then, 
Yeah, at your discretion, see it as many times as you want. I think if you're an animation person, it's probably required viewing as well because it was pretty important. Yeah. I used you know, to have the Jeremy action figure. I know you that did. I used to, yeah. That I used to have like in my locker in high school, which was of pretty course. cool. So I, I think I was like maybe five when I first saw it, and then I watched it all the time. And then a, a child that I babysat for... Like obviously, like ten years later, he was obsessed with it. So then I watched it like every single night that I was over there watching him. He would make me watch that movie and act a lot of it out. Oh, yeah. So it was a yeah, it was a pretty big hit when it came out, and I, I think it influenced like Steven Spielberg loves the movie. Yeah. So yeah, that that was pretty much the movie. I I enjoy it. I always like it. It's not a perfect movie. It's not. Is there a any go-to, perfect movie? That's true. That Can you think of one? Godfather. What do you? What's something that you consider one? Uh, d- um, I mean, definitely The Godfather 2 is a pretty perfect movie. If it wasn't for the length, I would agree with you. I find myself getting antsy. Yeah. As good as it is, it, it could use some trimming. Maybe split it into a two and three. Maybe the third one could have been part of three of the second Maybe the one. third one shouldn't have existed, existed in the first place. I agree. Place. Yep. Oh, it was such a... I don't know. Um, there's a bunch of movies that I think are wonderful and i love watching them even but i think even the faults in a lot of those movies are part of their charm a lot of the imperfections in films give it the charm kind of like the same way that the original star trek series the way that you know everything was so awful made it so good Mm -hmm. it's a camp factor yes would uh, would you consider yellow submarine campy i don't know if i would call it campy um, it has its moments of camp, like the 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 blue characters. They were mm-hmm. complete camp. He he was high camp, oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes a bit much. But I mean, it's not a bad thing, though. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the film? Yeah, on the film or the Beatles or anything that we've. Let me think about that. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I pretty much gave mine. I, I enjoy the movie. I, it's like I said, it's not something I would watch all the time, but it was every but you time. Did when but you were every time, right? It's anything. It's nothing that I would voluntarily watch all the time. But what I, it, whenever I do put it on, I have a blast. Even though there's there are a couple scenes that it can be a little slow, I'm always glad I watched it, and it's it's usually a delight. So yeah, I probably wouldn't go that far and that strong of a feeling with it. Um, and again, it could just because I have nostalgia attached to it, you exactly. know, because I can recite a lot of that movie just from having seen it so many times. I can do that with Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. I, I, it's been maybe five or six years since I've seen Jurassic Park. I think it was like last night on Netflix. Did you watch it last night? Probably. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. I did watch it recently, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a good movie. I highly suggest I still remember that. when it came out. Me it was too. on my eighth oh. birthday. Oh, and nice. I in- instead of because that weekend, I remember all the kids were like, I'm going to go see Jurassic Park. And it was me. And I'm like, well, it's my birthday. And instead, I'm going to go see the Star Trek exhibit at the Buffalo Science Museum. And that was before after you got thrown into the locker. We didn't have lockers at that point. So it was before. Oh. So probably a trash can or a simple wedgie, maybe mm-hmm. a noogie. Pushed off my seat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you had it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I'm sorry <laughs> that I did that to you. It's I okay. apologize that I pushed you off your chair. It's okay. Before we even knew of each other's existence. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but overall, I would say it's a, it's a, it's a, 
It's not a right movie. It's not a bad movie. Um, it's definitely not something I would go out of my way to watch or to purchase or to see again. <laughs> but um, it's definitely a movie that you should see at least once um, just to understand, you know, like that time period. And it's just it's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch. It's just not something that, you know, you're like, yo. You have to watch this. It's amazing. Let me watch it with you a thousand times because it's that good. Right. Because in my mind, it's not. Unless you really love the Beatles and the time era and stuff like that, then I would say, yeah, go for it. Why not? I mean, you can do that anyways. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to us. I mean, <laughs> just because someone's telling you something doesn't mean, you know, they ha- they make any real sense. Uh, that's all I really have to say about the movie. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And... Yeah, see it if you get the chance. I mean, it's not awful. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty fun and delightful film. Yeah, it's like lukewarm mm-hmm. for me, at least. Yeah, unless you put the I'm lukewarm. a little. I, I like it a little bit more, but I'm yeah. I'm not in the camp that thinks it's like an all out. You're like someone who would take the lukewarm water, put it in your house, and wait five minutes and see it boiling. <laughs> That's how much you like it. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. accurate. Yeah, so thank it. you so much for being here. Thank you for having yeah. me. And if anybody wants to contact me, I have an email address. And if anyone wants to contact me, you don't. But you can find you, Gigi on Tinder. You can find me on Tinder. You're not allowed to have my Snapchat. And you can find me on Instagram if you really want to. But I mean, I'm going to be honest. I ain't hot shit. There ain't nothing there. So well, what's your Instagram name if people want to find you? Well, so it's Princess Jellyfish, but. Jellyfish is spelled extremely differently. It's um, G I. Isn't it G H O T I? That's for the fish. Yeah. Oh, right. That's right, how right, I right, right, right. Okay. So it's G G I L Y E A G H O T I. So you put princess before that, then you spell that, which spells jellyfish, but in some weird phonetic way of English. And that's how you do it. Yeah, so I opened it up for you to read the, how to spell yeah, it. Yeah, cool. So it's um, Princess G I L. No. Oh, damn it! I messed up. You do it. Princess Jellyfish. At, so that's Princess G I Y L A E G H O T I Jellyfish. That's how you do it. So if you want to have that handle, you can. But I mean, chances are you won't want to, which is cool with me. I'm fine with whatever. So you just do you. Yeah, I only have Twitter, really. That's like my only social media. So my tw- my personal Twitter handle is joshsfit61885. And the podcast has its own email address that I that nobody knows about yet. But it's moviesatrockpod at gmail.com. So you can send us emails about why we should read some listener emails next time. Yeah, that would be great. Sounds good. Well, thank you again. And thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me here. It's great. I loved using your toilet. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea, and he told us of his life in the land of submarines.